This is the Art Life Faith Podcast, and I'm your host, Roger Lowther. Everyone in Japan knows the word setomono because you find it on quite a few boxes you get in the mail. It means fragile, but it also literally means product of seto. Seto is an art village known in Japan for its ceramics with over a 1500 year history, longer if you count the indigenous people who lived there before that time. And today that pottery tradition is alive and well. Last week, I went to Seto to assist my teammate, Peter Bakelar, who runs an art gallery there called Gallery Nani. Seto was having their large annual festival. Streets were blocked off to traffic and filled with tent after tent of artists selling their pottery. The pottery I saw was amazing. I wish I could have taken you with me to see it. Some pieces were so intricately painted that I was afraid to touch them. Others were made to look like they were of solid metal. The most impressive were those that worked designs into the pieces, not with paint, but with different kinds of clay. It kind of reminded me of the woodworking tradition we have in New England of mixing together different kinds of wood, you know, some light, some dark, to make toys, furniture, paintings, um, except it's much harder <laughs> to do in clay. My wife Abby and teammate Christina traveled to Seto to give concerts all day during this festival. They performed in Peter's gallery using the Tsunami violin. The exhibit, Scars, The Path Toward Healing, which we talked about in a previous podcast, remembers hope and healing through the arts. In the 10 years since the earthquake and tsunami struck on March 11, 2011. During this festival in Seto, Peter made the main attraction in his gallery the large Kinski piece in the middle of the room. Kinski is the Japanese art of pottery repair, but this time Peter made it out of wood. It's hard for me to describe, but the gaping wound in the wood gradually healed with each successive layer of gold-painted wood. I'll put a picture of it in the show notes to this episode. He invited people to participate in the piece, even during the concerts, by pushing nails into that wood. Each one represented a person who died in the tsunami, 19,000 of them. It was a beautiful display of the healing that can come from wounds and scars. While in Seto, I had a chance to visit one of the clay mines in the area. At the top of the hill, the clay layer was down about 30 feet from the surface and made of the highest quality clay I've ever seen. It was exactly like what you would buy in an art store. I grabbed a handful from the ground, made a little figurine and placed it on a rock to dry in the sun. That clay was really heavy. 1,500 years ago, people found this layer of clay as it came out near the river that now runs through the center of town. And over the centuries, they dug further back into the hill following that layer. Pottery is a huge part of Japanese culture, so different from the wood and stone culture of New England where I grew up. Tea kettles, cups, bowls, plates, and dolls, even tiles from the roofs of Japanese homes. Many of the walls in Seto, too, are made of pottery. It's fascinating to me how periods of Japanese history are defined 
by different types of pottery. The Jamon period, 10,500 to 300 BC, was known for making pottery by coiling ropes of clay and firing them in open fires. The Yayoi period, 300 BC to 300 AD, was known for simpler pottery with no patterns. It was named for a region of Tokyo where this kind of pottery was first found. The Kofun period, 300 to 538 AD, is known for its roofed kilns, like tunnels that went up the side of the hills. And because these kilns were enclosed, they were able to reach much higher temperatures. Also, the pottery was made using a potter's wheel for uniformity. Growing up in Western culture, I was taught to think of history in terms of the Stone Age, Bronze Age, and Iron Age. And of course, Japan also went through these periods. But instead of stone and metal, the early history of civilization in Japan is defined by its pottery. In Genesis 2, the Bible talks about the gold and onyx buried in the ground and the delium found in the plants. From the very beginning, before the fall, God provided resources not only for men and women to eat, but to make things beautiful. In Seto, the ground we walked on was begging to be used to make things. It was so easy to see and appreciate this gift to us, to delight in making in this world and see God's call to do it and to see how it gives him glory. The clay-rich ground of Seto is just one more example of how God loves us and provides for us. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please tell others about it and leave a review. As we say in Japan, Ja, mata ne. See you next time.